presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, it is a wonderful Thursday afternoon, Matt. I started my day off this morning watching the Open Golf Tournament. Oh, I forgot it was on. People love, hate golf, whatever. You can put it in the background, just fall asleep to it. Every year, uh, whenever the British Open comes on, I love it because you can wake up. I get up early, start my workout, get finished working out, and I can turn it on. And I, I think it's on. It was like TBS or TNT. It was one of those stations this morning. They're just playing. They're like it's middle it. of the round. Somebody's on the twelfth hole, and you're like, "Wow, it's five a.m. when you're on the twelfth hole." Uh, and it's just it's wonderful just to have that in the background. To just and it's at St Andrews this year, which is even better. Absolutely, uh, just a gorgeous, gorgeous course. Uh, all links. And just the history behind it. And of course, they're talking about that the whole time. Tiger didn't tee off till uh, later in the morning. So I was watching him warm up a little bit. Just, but again, if you love golf, instead of having the news on, instead of having your music on, whatever you happen to do, just kind of put it on and just watch it maybe for 30 minutes, 15 minutes while you're getting breakfast ready. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's something I look forward to every year because you have, it's kind of like uh, the World Cup. You have live sports on or the Olympics when, when they're in China or whatever. You have live sports on when you, t- when you turn the TV on. So, again, just a, a great mo- way to start the morning. No doubt about it. I, I think coverage starts about 4 o'clock in the morning yeah. all the way through like 4 to 10. So, um, yeah, I always liked that in college. Uh, during summer school, you could roll out of bed and it was on. And you actually have a champion basically crowned before noon on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. you get home from church right. and you're like, who won? <laughs> exactly right. I mean, that's, that's, it's a wonderful tournament. St. Andrews, been playing golf for a gazillion. This is the 150th British Open. They call it the Open Championship, but I've always called it the British Open. I, I have mean, to. It is what it is, and it's a it's a different kind of golf. It's not what like it is over here from a standpoint of, you know, uh, lush trees and green grass and all that type of stuff. It's definitely uh, an older school, older style of golf. So um, pretty interesting. And uh, like you said, at St. Andrews this year, which is uh, what they call it, the home of golf almost right. is what they what they say. So right now, as we record on, uh, on Thursday afternoon, um, the leader is minus eight and uh, his last name is Young, whoever that is. Hey, no clue. I will say this, but I was watching. Rory's at minus six, which is big. Do, do you see L still on the leaderboard? Because I saw Ernie Els at four under and I almost lost it. I'm not sure he might not have made it through, but Ernie Els was four under as of about 7:30 this morning, and I was actually watching him. I think about to attempt a birdie putt. Um, but you know, just good to see some of those older guys coming out there and playing. And uh, you know, just good luck to every, all of them. Uh, and thank you for just allowing us to be able to watch that when you wake up in the mornings. You know, Derek, part of uh, being uh, an American, possibly, if you're interested, you can find a home on a golf course. Yes, you can. You can find a home on a golf course. You can find a home on a golf course in Hernando. Mississippi and if you need some help with that and want to sell your home on the golf course in the in Hernando uh, you definitely want to work with the best you want to reach out to the best the market is currently changing a lot of different things going up and down uh, we're going to discuss inflation uh, here in just a moment uh, you know house prices increasing interest rates increasing all that different stuff you want to work with somebody who has thousands of closings since 2009 they've ridden the real estate market in DeSoto County all the way to the top and all the way to the bottom they know all about DeSoto County real estate I'm speaking of course of our 2022 presenting sponsor the number one real estate team in DeSoto County team couch a Birch Realty Group possessing over 65 years of combined real estate experience they are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team they are full-time full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently also voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. As I mentioned moments ago, it's a great time to sell your home in DeSoto County. And if you want to work with the best, someone that's going to know all the information, someone that's going to be very honest with you about your home selling situation, call Brian and the team at 662-449-1700. That's 662 662- 
401-469-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Give them a call. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, tell you all about the different homes on your street. Brian and Terry, there's no better realtors in DeSoto County than these two. Team Coucher Birch Realty Group, again, give them a call at 662-449-1700. Find more information on their website, teamcouch.com. Again, teamcouch.com. And remember, every home needs a couch. Podcast recorded at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here under the water tower. Specializing in cars, trucks and vans reach out to mobile cars and vans if you're planning a trip for august if you have any weekend trips if you're trying to do something for labor day give us a call 662-469-4555 that's 662-469-4555 derek i sometimes mention some of the different uh, trips we have the geology department for old miss using one of our vans to go to canada that's cool. So who knows in today's world? Maybe they can't get back. I don't know. <laughs> and the, it, with Canada and COVID and all the crossing and different stuff like that, who knows? I'll just keep uh, that meter running, running on them. That's what I'll do. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> don't bring it back. You just keep charging. Exactly. But, again, that's the kind of things that we do here. Uh, you know, if you have weekend trips, week-long trips, we've taken care of dozens of churches. I think we reached over our 50th church just the other day to help during the summer. So, man, we're blowing and going here at Mobile Cars and Vans. Please give us a shot. Think local. Use local. 662 662- 469-4555, mobile cars and vans. Derek, our first and third Tuesday and Friday shows are always about the Alderman meetings. We spend a lot of time working on that, uh, talking about what the Aldermen are going to be seeing. The second week of every month here in the city of Hernando is with the Planning Commission. We do not talk a lot about the Planning Commission because we well, spend a lot of time on something that might not pass. Uh, however, a project that we mentioned several weeks ago that was going to be coming in front of the Planning Commission that you and I think is a pretty neat project, definitely something that could be pretty cool not far from where we live. Derek, tell us all about the project coming out that was approved last week. The project's name is Mackinville Square. We're obviously kind of playing off the silo square that they have in South Haven. This is a brand new development that will be uh, adjacent to the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club right there on Mackinville Road, just on the west side of Mackinville, north of Bahelia Road, right behind the Southern Bank Corp building. You will see a new project. Uh, it's going before the Alderman next week. Now, again, we normally don't talk a lot about this, but this is something that I think has been pretty pretty hot topic because of where it is. This is really the first commercial outside of a bank or churches or stuff like that. This is really the first, I will say, retail, first retail spot in that area. Uh, and so it was approved by the Planning Commission Tuesday night, 7 to nothing. Uh, there was some discussion, but it was recommended to the Alderman, 7 to nothing. Again, that's why we don't really follow the Planning Commission meeting a lot, because they can deny a bunch of stuff, which sure. we, we don't like to talk about. The ones that are approved, more than likely, if it's not just something they're just you know signing off on a code or something, it does have to go before the Alderman meeting. And of course, we will discuss this same topic next week. But uh, it was approved. You're looking at the first building coming in. This is going to have retail on the bottom. This is going to have... Um, Lofts or apartments. Lofts, apartments on the top. Uh, The uh, owner of the project will have his office there. He's moving his office to Hernando, uh, so it'll be located there. I'm picturing something kind of like the um, uh, area where uh, Mesquite Chop House is and, and, and that type area. you got business on the bottom. 
big parking lot, that type of stuff, and then people live upstairs. That's, that's right. I'm, and, I, and, that's the only, and the only office space will be his office. Right, right now, looking at a larger, nicer restaurant area, yes. they're looking at a bakery. I've, I've heard a particular restaurant. I won't say it on here, but I've yeah, heard well, a particular restaurant. We're not going to say it on here, but I think we, we've heard <laughs> Well, we're not going to say it until they start advertising <laughs> with us. Right. That's what we're going to do, yeah. That's right. There'll be a, a coffee slash bakery spot right. they're kind of looking for uh, that may be a small other boutique type place. So again, this is uh, something that was approved by the Planning Commission. It will be on the agenda, also on the agenda next week we know of, and again, we'll cover this next week, is uh, the subdivision, the, the next part of Grove Park that's below where we live, yeah, sure. uh, will also be going before the Alderman. It was approved last month during the Planning Commission, and it will be coming up uh, during the Alderman meeting next week. So again, a lot of stuff. Please t- uh, stay tuned next week as we talk about that. We'll preview it on Tuesday. We'll discuss what comes out of it next Friday and give a lot more information then. A lot of people wanting to build projects, a lot of people wanting to move into Hernando. Um, you know, Hernando's just in DeSoto County, it's the hottest spot. I mean, Lewisburg out there, but still Lewisburg doesn't have the the kind of infrastructure and the stuff that we have, uh, you know, right now. So um, I stopped by that piece of property actually this morning, Derek, took a look at it, and right now it's it's really kind of a, a wasted spot mm-hmm. um, right there on the country club area uh, for the country club. The golf course pulled into the spot where it would be. Look to my right, and there's just, you know, tall grass and, and kind of trash cans and stuff like that. So the gentleman that purchased the country club several years ago and now is the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club, it's an opportunity for him to do more with his property than just be a golf course and get some investment back. And uh, I bet it's going to be a really, really nice place. It will be. This will be the first of a planned three buildings. Uh, and there will be some restructuring of the golf course. Uh, and that there'll be the maintenance building that's right there will have to be torn down and moved. The 11 tee box and the 10th green would have to be reconfigured. So there will be, there'll be some changes there. They're still keeping it an 18-hole golf course. Sure. Uh, so nothing, none of that like that's changing. It will just be the reconfiguration of those two holes plus a moving of a building. But again, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that next week when it comes before the Alderman meeting. Remember, Derek, we started our show two years ago now. August will be two years. We discussed the Madison Lakes project, which for podcast <laughs> right. listeners, if you're just now tuning in to us, Madison Lakes is the massive project that has been discussed for, for years, even maybe decades now right there across from Hernando Hills, across from Mackinville. So that's what that project is. We're talking about multi-houses, hundreds of houses, all this kind of stuff. So Mackinville Square may be built and done before that actually gets approved and so forth. So, you know, a lot of different stuff going on. Go back to listen to some of our old shows. Ask us questions about if you see us out and about. But Madison Lakes is a massive project that probably in the next five to ten years will happen. And that's just kind of the growth of Hernando. That is definitely what it is. And, Derek, part of that is uh, definitely the Madison Lakes area is going to have a lot of electricity. It's probably going to be run by Entergy, and you've got a little bit of a uh, PSA for these folks uh, that are listening to the UTW podcast about Entergy. Uh, maybe get a little few extra po- bucks in your pocket. What you got? Yeah, the Public Service Commissioner, Brandon Presley, announced that customers of Entergy Mississippi can begin signing up to receive a one-time check of $80 from the state's largest electric utility starting August 1st using the company website. Now, customers who do not elect to receive this check will automatically receive an $80 credit on their September bill from Entergy. Uh, Commissioner Presley said that the $80 refund to all 421,000 Energy customers is the direct result of the Public Service Commission action last month and the closing of the litigation filed by the Public Service Commission that produced a historic settlement valued at $300 million. Now, settlement proceeds will go toward the one-time $80 refund to customers. It will also, they'll be hedged against spikes in the natural gas prices 
and they're going to also prevent an $180 annual rate increase that was to take place in 2023. So we'll actually get to save on that on future bills, along with a moratorium on certain profits of energy for the next four years. So again, like that's a lawsuit, they lost. And so this is kind of what the payments they're having to do. Again, you'll have a, a your they're not going to raise your rate for $180 in the next, in the next year, in 2023. There's going to be some moratoriums on their profits. But the main thing is that's coming up August 1st. If you want an $80 check, go to www.energy-mississippi.com. There'll be a My Energy account. If you don't haven't already signed up, you know, all for it to you know pay your online bills, you can sign up for it right then. Once you get signed up with your account number, then you can go in there, request a check, $80 check be sent to you, or if you do nothing, then uh, it will be taken off of your September bill. You'll save $80. So again, uh, just a wonderful, you know, wonderful for us. I'm not saying that the lawsuit was wonderful, but a wonderful thing. Uh, maybe you can get an $80 check if you're not expecting it, or you can save on money in September, but it will be coming to you either way from that lawsuit settlement. Well, Derek, that $80 can help you pay for our next topic. The inflation numbers came out uh, since our last show. Uh, Derek, we have reached an, an level of, and this again, this is a government-released number, which most people would say, eh, they kind of pad this a little bit. No way to pad this, Derek. 9.1% year-over-year inflation, the worst since 1981. 41-year high in inflation. Holy cow. What you got, Derek? Yeah, this is the third month in a row that we've hit a 40-year high. Let's go ahead and plan on August and September. Let's go ahead and plan on that. Yeah, so oh, it was 8.6 8. in May, uh, the May reading for April. The, it was 8.8. 8, now it's 9.1. Uh, this was uh, the largest gain, as you said, since the end of 81. The widely held inflation gauge increased 1.3% from a month earlier. Uh, the most since 2005, reflecting higher gasoline, shelter, and food cost. Now, the, the projection had been a 1.1% rise from May uh, to June, but it was 1.3%. And they had also projected 8.8% increase to match what it had been the month before, but it reached 9.1%. Again, I'm sorry, well, this was the fourth straight month that the headline annual figure topped estimates. Yep. So the so-called core CPI, Consumer Price Index, which strips out the more volatile food and energy components, and again, as an aside, while they strip that, I understand why they do it, but since that's mainly what we spend our money on is food and gas, taking it out is basically irrelevant, but they do do that to see what everything else is doing. So they, when you take those out, the core still advanced 0.7%, and 5.9% from a year ago. Of course, this affected the stock market. It affected uh, the S&P, the Dow. Everything fell, I think, two or 300 points yesterday because of it. And the red-hot inflation figures reaffirmed that price pressures are rampant, widespread throughout the economy, and taking a bigger toll on the real rages, which are down the most ever in data that goes back to 2007. So in other words, what your money is worth today has never been lower, you know, or year over year than it was uh, as far back as 2007 because, you know, if, it, if it's 8.6, 8.8, 9.1 and you get a 2% raise, I mean, you're 7% of the negative from where your your purchasing power was this time last year. So the inflation data will keep Fed officials on aggressive policy. First, when they started the year, they're like, look, we're going to be doing some half percent raises. Then after the, the shock last month, they did it three quarters of a percent. After this shock, three quarters is a definite raise now for this month. More than likely on the meeting on July 28th, I think there's actually a 30% now percent chance for a 1% 
increase uh, in the Fed fund rates, which of course also means a 1% rise in Prime. Right now, Prime is at 475. It will be at least five and a half on July 28th, possibly 575 based off of what they're seeing. There is some good news, if you want to call it good news, that price of gas is down, price of copper is down, uh, lumber is down. So some of these things that have been the issues for the last six, eight, nine months are coming down because of either supply chains getting a little better or because people are purchasing less of them because the inflation is now people everybody's feeling over the last two or three months. So what they're expecting is maybe another rise, uh, as you were kind of joking about in August, and then it really will start falling because everything there's the, the backlog they're seeing of all these other prices falling means that things will be cheaper, but will there be anybody to buy them? And so I think that. I'm not saying 9.1's the cap. We may hit another high in August, but the feeling in the market is we're almost at the top because the commodities are starting to come down. And so, you know, we hope we get some of this relief, but I know that's not helping anybody listening to this right now. And so that's where we are, 9.1, and let's just pray it gets better. You know, we talk about inflation. Uh, we've started to kind of do that over the last uh, few months because everybody is feeling it. I mean, you know, gas prices being what they are, you just made a family trip. I just made a family trip. I went down to the coast where, you know, during the summer months, the place is typically booming. And don't get me wrong, it was busy, of course. But I have a cousin who came over and met us uh, on a Thursday to get to the beach, and her husband was very surprised by lack of traffic to get to us really? from Fort Walton Beach over to Destin. He's like, we had no traffic. We came over here with no problems, which to me is a testament to either people cutting their trip short, mm-hmm. not making them at all, or, hey, I'm not going to drive from Michigan to the coast. I'm going to go much closer. And uh, that's where we are. And, um, you know, I mean, 9.1% year over year is tremendous. It's and uh, it, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. A lot of different things go into that. Of course, like you said, why, why take out gas and this? When, let's be honest about it. It's more like 12, 13% period. And so something that might, if you're spending $1,000 last year, you're going to be spending $1,123 this year. If it's right. like 12.3, same, same thing. Very interesting. I hope there's some relief soon for sure. I think, you know, coming up on the, the end of the Labor Day holiday will definitely be a big thing. That's it's really big in the travel uh, business. August will slow down quite a bit with school going back in. But, um, you know, Derek, it's a lot going on. It is a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on. Gas is cheaper by over a dollar in Mexico than it is in the United States of America. People are leaving San Diego, driving into Mexico to fill their gas up, and come back across the border. <laughs> That's crazy. Which is insane. It's, yeah, they yeah. say, yeah, but they're saving a dollar seventy a gallon. So if you got a, a decent-sized truck of 30 gallons, it's worth – it's probably not worth that $50 to drive back across the border, your time, your effort, or whatever. But maybe I don't blame anybody for just saying, you know what, to heck with you. I'm going to Mexico and, 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 and get it done. Very, very interesting. That's why we talk about inflation. It affects all of us. And, Derek, some of that, the stress and different things um, goes to our next topic where we're going to finish this segment of the UTW podcast. Starting this Saturday is the National Suicide Prevention Week. Every person listening to this show, every person that we know has been affected by this. I've told you numerous times I work with our youth group on Wednesday nights. This will be a decade coming up that I've been working with them. I work with them and there's not a week that goes by that I don't work with them on Wednesday nights and think about my friend Jan Montgomery down in Franklinton, Louisiana, who took her own life uh, right as we were finishing up college. There's answers that I'll never have there, but just the sweetest, nicest, most God-fearing young woman it just it, it forever changed my life just to have answer, have questions of an, and I'll never have answered and everybody listening to this show has has had to deal with it whether it be you know close personal friends family or, or, or acquaintances of theirs have been touched by suicide tell us more about the suicide prevention week here in the US all right so new strides are being made to address the nationwide mental health crisis that has been made worse 
by the pandemic. Now, this week, a su- new suicide prevention hotline is set to launch. will make it easier for the people to reach out for help. Starting on July 16th, so Saturday, people who are experiencing mental distress can dial or text 988. So literally, that easy, text 988 to reach the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That's much easier to remember than the longer 1-800 number that had previously been used for the suicide hotline. According to the CDC, the overall suicide rate nationwide has increased almost 30% since 2000. Uh, and the National uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline 1-800 number now will still work. Again, that number will still work. And, of course, uh, please Google National Suicide Prevention Hotline if you have any questions like that. But the main thing is this. With this week, with uh, you know trying to get the word out there, trying to make sure people are all aware. So starting on Saturday, July 16th, you can dial or text 988 you send it through. If you dial it, of course, somebody's going to pick up on the other line. You can immediately start talking to somebody or the person who you're worried about can immediately start talking to somebody. Or if you text it, they will call you back. So, again, just uh, you know, this is a huge – it's kind of like 911 because you know, for 911, you're dialing for other people. 988, you may be dialing for yourself. You know, to, to prevent injury to yourself. So, again, please know that if you know somebody, if you're kind of thinking about somebody right now in your mind that may have has come to your mind's eye while we're talking about this, please write that number down. It's very easy to remember uh, and or and get them that number and let them know so they can just text or dial it and make it. It's, it's that simple. You mentioned up 30% since 2000, right? Is that what you said? That's right. 30%. You read that. Derek, I don't believe it's a coincidence. I got my first cell phone in 2000. Oh, yeah. No, that's a lot with that, too. There's no ifs, ands about it, that that is a very big part of social media. We're more connected than ever and more disconnected. Well, I mean, I mean cyberbullying is yeah, real. Sure. It's been real for two sure. decades yeah, now. Of course. Um, so you've got that. And then, and again, the pandemic, yeah. when you can't get out and see for a year or so, maybe more, depending on where you live, you can't get out and see real people face-to-face, right. and you do feel alone. And all you're seeing is what you see on right, here. Sure. And if you're communicating and people are just coming back at you and you can't handle it, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Well, really not to is. mention, with social media, you get to – maybe you live in one of those states where, hey, you, you can't do anything. Right. And That's you get to watch everybody else in Florida or the South or whatever it was who were going about their business or having their vacation. So, yeah, it can drive you into a, uh, a depression. It can drive you into just some – you know, you have teenagers. I have teenagers. Um, parents, if you're listening, please pay attention yeah, to just, what's going it's on. It's 988. I am not lecturing. I'm not even talking yeah. about that anymore, the suicide stuff. I'm talking about pay, pay attention to what these kids oh, yeah. are looking at. Oh, my gosh, it is tremendous. Um, working with youth on Wednesday nights, it's 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 a challenge. It yeah. can definitely be a challenge, uh, small group leaders and stuff. What these kids walk into those walls at Hernando Methodist Church and First Baptist, Hernando, all these different churches, what they're being told outside of those walls is tremendous. I want to encourage, we do it every Friday. I want to encourage you, school starting back soon, find a youth group for your kid. Find a youth group for your kid. If you go to a Baptist church or a Methodist church, it does not matter where are those, if, if, if your son or daughter has kids that are going somewhere else, send them, ask them, go and, and send these kids to somewhere for a couple of hours, two or three hours relationship. They get loved on and they get to hear the talk of, of Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing to me when it comes to the suicide prevention, Derek, is people understanding and not feeling alone and believing that they have somebody that they can talk to, which of course, as believers, you and I know that you can turn to Jesus at any time for a friend. To Jesus, and if you want to hear a human voice, right, sure. 988 is huge. Right. Counselors, yes. counselors are huge. I mean, they, there are many counselors. We have counselors at our church. We have counselors around town. Uh, and a lot of them, I mean, if, if to save a life, 
you know, this 98 is not going to charge you a dime. Yeah. You know, if you go see a counselor and say, look, I'm, I'm really school counselor, church counselor, priest, pastor, whatever it happens to be, find those people, find them, search for them. Uh, and then, but there's so much more help out there. And it is no longer, you know, it used to be, hey, we got to keep this quiet. This kid's, you know, this kid's yeah, got a problem. Sure. Uh, you the know, stigma it, around. Right. Yes. That, that's gone. Yes, that stigma gone. is gone. And now it is so much more important to save that life than it is to be quiet about what it can mean for the family. No, no, no. no. Families, you know, just get out there and find the help that you need. I grew up in the funeral business. My brother still runs our local funeral home. Uh, any suicide in my hometown came right through our house. Everybody knew about it, discussed it, and those different things. So, like you said, the stigma about mental health uh, is is gone, needs to be gone. Talk about it. Talk with someone. Young people, if you're listening to the show, please seek help for sure. Uh, during this Suicide Prevention Week, Derek and I wanted to bring a light to that. Not an easy segue to move over to our first uh, advertiser, but uh, we'll give it a shot. Our wonderful seasonal advertiser, the Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Now with over 50 vendors every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Again, that's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square. Some of the vendors include Moon Lake Pecans, 6N Tubbs Bagels, Precision Sharp, Adney's Handmade Crafts, Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, you name it, you can find it on the historic Hernando Square with our seasonal sponsor. Thank you, Ms. Giamathini, for everything you do for the Hernando Farmer's Market, the best farmer's market, I believe, in the Mid-South. Thank you again to our seasonal sponsor. Get out this weekend and support the Hernando Farmer's Market. Podcast also brought to you by Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance, located in South Haven, but ready to work for any and everybody in the DeSoto County area. Holland Insurance worked with some of the largest insurance companies in the world. Blue Cross Blue Shield, United, Humana, Progressive, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Old Republic, over 50 insurance companies that they represent right there in South Haven. Give them a call. Tell them your needs. Tell them your budget. They can put you with the right company that's going to work best for you and your family. And that's whether it's property, casualty, home, life, health, you name it. Holland Insurance is ready to work. Give Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland and their team a call today at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. I'll continue to mention it. If you possess a Mississippi insurance license and want to make a change from a part-time to a full-time or full-time to a part-time basis, and want to work with one of the largest insurance companies in the Mid-South, give Bruce and Jerry a call at 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance. Well, for any new listeners out there to the UTW Podcast, Fridays we always speak about our DeSoto County shout-outs. Simply put, DeSoto County shout-outs are a way for nonprofits to let the public know, let people know in the Hernando area about different things they have going on. And Derek, one thing happening at the local library coming up this Saturday, tell us about it. Yeah, the Friends of the Hernando Public Library will be doing their end-of-summer author party for local authors. Uh, that will be this Saturday, tomorrow, July 16th from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, those four authors are Tracy Crump will be doing the book Health, Healing, and Wholeness. Hugh L. Jackson will be doing Dogmania. Randy Martin will be doing the book Your Forever Dog. And Robert Hitt Neal 
we'll be doing the book called the book of Betsy. So those are the four that'll be there. Uh, if you're interested in doing that again tomorrow, it's you know it's going to be hot tomorrow. Uh, I think 98 is the high on Saturday. Just going to be you know humidity over 100 degrees with the, with the heat index. So if there's something looking for something cool to do, go to the library from two to four. You'll see all four authors talk about those books. Just a great thing that the library is putting on. Again, uh, free of charge. Just walk in the door, kind of sit around. They'll have it all laid out for you to listen to. Uh, and then again, the uh, this will be the end of the summer author party featuring those four authors. And we just thank the library for all they do and providing those type of thing. And they've had the books throughout the, the summer, the, the kids coming in for the books. They've had uh, like teen book readings. They've had youth book readings. They've had animal shows. So again, just wonderful things they do. And this will be the way they end the summer with their author party with these four authors. Our next shout out there is going to be the Hernando Summer Sidewalk Sale taking place next weekend, July 21st through the 23rd. A lot of the different vendors in Hernando will be taking place, including Cynthia's Boutique, Pink Xenia, The Bunker, Commerce Street Market, Stars in Motions, dozens of Hernando vendors, Hernando stores will be open for this special sale. They can also visit local restaurants, gourmet grab-and-go shop, bakeries, coffee shops, cheesecake shop, etc. will be part of the Hernando Summer Sidewalk Sale taking place next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Again, the Hernando Summer Sidewalk Sale will encourage everyone, if you're going to buy something coming up pretty soon, please consider looking local first next weekend. Derek, the following weekend, we're going to have the Crew of Hernando Tournament, the second annual Tee Off for Teachers Crew of Hernando Golf Tournament taking place at the HGRC. All proceeds benefit Hernando Teachers. Every single dime goes to Hernando Teachers, raising money for their teacher grants through the DeSoto Economic Council. If you're interested in sponsoring a hole or sponsoring actually putting a tent set up on one of the holes while the players come around and being able to advertise your business or your local thing, maybe a church or anything like that, please look on the Crew of Hernando Facebook page. Send us a DM there on the Crew of Hernando Facebook page, and we'll respond as quick as possible. Wonderful sponsorship opportunities. Every dime we raise goes to Hernando Teachers. Not a single cent goes anywhere else. If you want to raise money for the Hernando Teachers, please consider working with us. The Crew of Hernando second annual Tee Off for Teachers tournament coming up Thursday, July 28th. Derek, our last one is going to be something that's special. Hard to believe it's the 13th annual coming up. Tell us about our last DeSoto County shout-out. All right, this one's about a month out, uh, so we're going to start uh, advertising it now. It's the 13th annual citywide scavenger hunt. This is the one where you get teams of uh, two players all the way up to five. Uh, you need somebody to be able to drive uh, in order to have these teams. You'll have to have a phone that takes pictures and short videos. So you'll have to be arrive at the Gale Center in Hernando by 8.45 that morning with your team. There is a $1,000 grand prize to the winner. Uh, but this scavenger hunt is not easy. This is not easy. There's a lot of tricky questions. You've got to answer some questions. Some of it you will have to go take a picture of some, you know, with a certain item around town. You'll have to figure out a clue to figure out what that item is. There may be video shot. You may have to act out a play, act out a movie in a certain spot or location. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And they're very creative in what they do. And so I cannot believe it's been 13 years. I cannot believe that they're not duplicating things for over the last 13 years. So maybe if you did the first one or two, maybe they're starting to replicate. We don't know. And this is all part of uh, just uh, you know one of the wonderful things that the Park Service offers in the city of Hernando. Now, we are looking uh, to have someone from the Parks Department, Dolly, from the Parks, uh, on our show hopefully next Friday. Trying to have her on for next Friday, so we'll try to interview her before then. If not, we will definitely have her on before the end of the month. That we can, she can kind of talk about this, how it got started, what's all involved, give you a little more information about what that is. And so, again, the uh, 13th annual citywide scavenger hunt will take place on August 20th. Sign up has started. Please register online at cityofhernando.org. 
Again, cityofhernando.org. Go on there and just kind of search for the scavenger hunt, or you can go to the Gale Center and register your team in person. So I want to say good luck to everybody that signs up for that. And also, uh, please listen up you know, as we're going to have Dolly on from the Parks Department here over the next week or two. And Derek, part of a, a scavenger hunt is uh, wandering around trying to figure out, taking clues, trying to figure out what you're going to do for the next clue, for the next thing. And if you're looking for an easy, easy decision when it comes to your yard and maintenance of your yard, reach out to our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, new fence construction, any project on the outside of your home or business, please call Richard, 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Williams Services on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Give Richard a call today. He's definitely the kind of guy you want help from when it comes to your projects. Again, it's your home or your business. Call him, 662-292-8855. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Now, Matt, I want to say something real quick about this. You know, they talk about the last part of this ad that they they have us, that they've wonderfully prepared for us. It talks about the safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere. Uh, my daughter had a, a little mouth procedure. She uh, went to see uh, Jason Paroli, Dr. Paroli, on Monday. Could not have been nicer. Great. Could not have been better with her. Uh, Allie, uh, let's just say sometimes she's not the best patient. Amy, uh, who was the, the hygienist, did a wonderful job and gave her a blanket, had her settled in, just uh, really t- continued to talk to her, say, hey, look, you're going to be here for a while. Let's become friend type thing. Could not have been happier with, with her experience while I kind of sat there and just kind of watched. And again, we just really thank Dr. Paroli for what he did and just DFDC, they just do a great, great job. Absolutely. No doubt about it, Derek. The official dentist of the UTW podcast. And finally, our, our last advertiser today, uh, since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. If you're new to the UTW podcast, the end of our show is typically about, especially for about 10, 9 to 10 months a year, going to be wrapping up when it comes to high school sports and discussion of high school sports. Derek, before we talk about what we're going to talk about today when it comes to sports related, I do want to give a shout out to the Hernando Band. 
I pulled out of Gateway earlier, about 11 o'clock in the morning, and uh, they were setting up everything to get started. Wow. So they, it is hot. It's they hot. are in the heat. They're about to get started to try and defend their 6A uh, state title. So uh, we don't mention the Hernando Band a lot, but Derek, I'll tell you, there's there's no better band in the land when it comes to high school ranks than the Hernando Band. And uh, congratulations to those kids getting back out there, getting started in the heat, about to get to work. And, um, you know, shout out to them for sure. We've got them. You've got football will be starting at the end of the month. Uh, you'll start having two days and, and that sort of thing happening the last week of July. And then you'll also you tr- uh, cross country. Yeah. Uh, they'll be starting running together. And then, of course, I know soccer uh, has been working out throughout the summer. You've kind of mentioned some stuff that Wilson's gone down to. So, again, all these sports, I mean, the organized part of it kind of takes a break. Of course, the games do take a break during the summer because there is no school, but they're already practicing for the 2022-2023 school year, and it is hot. I remember when we did it when we were in high school, and uh, just uh, props to all the kids getting after it right now. It is absolutely that time of year. It seems to never stop, though. It is a all the different sports, baseball, basketball, soccer, football, seems to almost be year-round. It's really, really tremendous. And and as, we, as I mentioned just a second ago, don't have those high school sports to discuss and talk about at the end of today's show. However, Derek, we talked a lot on Tuesday about the Board of Aldermen passing the uh, 7 nothing vote for uh, Plan D of the particular Renaissance Park and of what that's going to look like, the opportunities for that that will come with the penny for the park vote that comes up on november 8th here in the city of fernando uh we got several texts about different things and you know some people kind of said it was a bit of an infomercial and that type stuff which is interesting it is what it is and i'll continue to say this uh this is the utw podcast hosted by Derek big lane and matt crane if you'd like to go start your own show on the other side of it that's entirely up to you. Oh, we could argue over the air, back and forth. We could put no, out just just saying. I mean, Derek and I. I mean, we 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 like to uh, we work hard on our show. We enjoy our show, but when it's all said and done, it is our thoughts and our opinions and how kind of we feel. But Derek, let's talk a little bit about the penny for the park discussion, uh, real quick. I and mean, again, let's address that. That's a really really big deal. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Some of the texts I got. Some of the uh, in person comments that i got was this uh we tried to do this about five years ago correct we had the vote i believe it was 15 I okay it so, was, so right. seven years ago six or seven six, years ago it was either 15 or 16 we, we, right. we tried we tried this we we did not pass it it did not pass at that particular time we were going for two pennies correct that's correct okay so we're going for two pennies so that it did not pass at that now, it was approved time. by the legislature yes, to allow us to, to vote, vote we, we voted it down voted it down around six or seven years ago now same exact thing it goes to the legislature. They took away the two pennies, and now it's just one penny That's right. for the park, and that'll be coming up November 8th. I'll say this. Here's what people said to me, Derek, when it comes to the penny for the park. Most people were for it and happy about it and excited about it. However, they were concerned about the, the concern they had six, seven years ago when we did this was the competency of the parks department. We're about to hand them $14 million. Or we're about to hand them a massive new State-of-the-art everything, baseball, I think, I soccer. Think, I think back then it was – I think they were thinking like income around three or 400000 so right. the bomb was like six or seven. Okay. It, was, it was probably half of what it right. is now. So due to inflation, here we are. We well, have inflation more Inflation and right. we've got more businesses paying right. more taxes, that sort of thing. Exactly. Yes. So I go back to this. They said the competency of the parks department. It's going to be tough, but that's kind of one of the drawbacks people have. You and I talk a lot off-air. I'll just go ahead and say what you probably <laughs> – we have a different mayor, same mayor as before, but he's in a different. He's in the same role, but he's he wasn't there for four years. That's so right. we have a quote unquote new mayor. If you had an issue, then we have a new board. Compared five, to them. five of well, actually, I don't know if Doc was on the board 
in 15 or 16. So I think he's on his second term. Okay. So I think really it may have been at least five new members, if right. not six, from the former the board that voted last time. So some people have said to me, I don't necessarily trust this, like the, our city government, to do the right thing with this money. But they're maybe thinking about six or seven years ago. Well, here we are, six or seven years later, and what what and they've addressed a number of different things. We have a new parks director. Yes. We have a lot of new staff with the parks department. Yes. So it's like a lot of those things have been addressed, and it's like, what what do you want to do now? Do you want to flush out and wait another six or seven years, ten years, fifteen years, versus addressing this now? And so your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. If if your argument is, well, we we don't trust. Uh, the people to make the right decisions. You didn't trust the last board of seven, which right. again, at least five, if not six of those people are right. new right. this time around. So do you want to replace five more and get five more on there? And if so, who would those five be? And that's not uh, until two or three years right. from now. That's right. But right. I'm saying, so, and then, you know, are those five that that individual person you're talking to wants to handpick those five. Right. I mean, that, there's, you know, Every four years is a chance to have a new board. Right. We almost we almost completely turned over the entire board, right, sure. other than one or two positions this last time. What else has to happen? You know, we got a new parks director, right. so and he's got you know a, a great plan. He's doing a great job, and they're working to get this together. They hired outside consultants to put the plan together. Right. Last time there was no breakdown. There was no well. Here's a, a, a schematic of what this is going to look like. We didn't even have Renaissance Park hardly right. at the time. Sure. So I don't understand how you use those same complaints or logic when everything you asked to be changed has been changed right, now sure. it is the same mayor and so if your problem is just with a, a personal issue with the mayor that's between you and the mayor right. other than that everything else possible has been changed right. and we're not even talking about the planning director who's right, new sure. we're talking about just parks so th- I, I don't understand that argument when this board uh who has you know they, they asked to have a new planning director they got a new planning director right. new parks director they got a new parks director you know they're, they're taking the list of streets that need to be done they're repaving these streets they seem to be doing everything they were voted every, all the complaints that were had the reason they got those positions what they ran against the people the, the former aldermen that were there who they beat they said hey look you know, we can do this better than you. You know, this is these are the issues. This is what the people want. They seem to be doing the things that we've asked them to do. I'm not saying that they're perfect, but I'm saying that the most of the things that the top level things are being done. The next thing is okay. Now we need money for our parks. They hired an outside consultant. Everybody loves the job that Henry did. Right. And and so he's got this plan. They they put it out there. The number's big. Yeah. It is big bigger number. than it right. was six or seven years ago because again we're paying more uh, food tax. And we're getting more money in, so the number's going to be a bigger number. That does scare some people. I understand that. But the money, they can't just go like buy themselves houses and cars. Like The money comes right. in, they're, they're bond it, done. It, it goes to the new projects. That's what it goes to. And, and you're going to watch it. And the, you know, we have state auditors that can come in there and say, hey, look, like at any time, that I don't – and if, if I promise you this, we know two or three, if not more, of the aldermen personally. Right. There's none of that. This is it's Hernando, Mississippi. We know what the budget is. The, 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 the numbers are public. They're, they're right now doing the 2021 audit. I'm not saying you shouldn't just trust government. But I'm saying is, is that everything that was a complaint last time right. has been fixed. Sure. The only one that people now say, I think the, another, uh, I guess, negative last time or that was out there besides the people having issues with the the mayor or the or the parks director or no plan or where's this money going or how do we do was that they're taxing restaurants only i would say that is not only restaurants it's now all prepared food so it's gas stations, not just restaurants it's right. gas stations it's kroger it's walmart so those people are being having the same tax applied to their dollar too 
Uh, and hotels are already having that done. Now you say, well, people in Hernando don't stay in hotels. That may be true, but my parents have. Right. My parents have paid that uh, that tax. Everybody also pays that tax on when you buy stuff to, for the Lander Center. You know, and yeah. some people complain about that, but it's already there. You're not not buying things because that tax goes to Lander Center sure. that you're paying right now. So again, I think a lot of that people have the right to complain. I'm not saying that you know don't complain. It's America, but, but I think yeah, that's right. And and so, but what I'm saying is, is that maybe if things have been addressed, allow the things to maybe happen. Right. And then if you want to complain afterwards, if you want to, that's fine. But I just don't think that this board is going to. And I guess what the insinuation is that they're going to misappropriate these funds. Right. That's the insinuation. So, yeah. okay, we can't trust this. What can you trust them with? We can't trust them with $13 million. Well, what do you think they're going to do with it? Not what we want them to do with it. Well, then you're saying they're going to misappropriate that. Right. That is a pretty harsh, I guess, judgment of them. But if that's the way you think, I would talk to them personally, reach out to them. They will talk to you Absolutely, about this. Yes. They're going to have a plan. When, when they go on the campaign trail, and that's what it's going to be, kind of a, a pushing this out there for the next four months, they're going to be on our show talking about it. They're going to be out in the public talking about it. They're going to have, I already said, they're going to have open forum in City Hall conversations about this. Right. Please go. Talk to them about it. You know, How is this, how do you, uh, if, if you're that concerned and, and you're on the fence about it, how is this monitored? How do we know this money's coming in? How do we see where the checks are written? Please educate yourself. This, but if we wait another five years, if you want to wait for another board, is that board going to be good enough? If you want to get it for another mayor, is that mayor going to be good enough? Oh, you mean when the same exact park will, co- will cost $21 million? Yes, when, it, exactly, when the yes. costs have gone up again. Yes. And we're now five years behind another city close to Correct. us that's decided to do it and take Correct. the step. I, I just think it. this is something we, if we want to maintain families here and children playing here and have people stay here to spend their money and to provide another penny for these parks and, and to, to eat here and that sort of thing, I just, again, it's very hard for me to not to understand being against it. I'm not saying that everybody should vote yes, right. but I, I would love to have that conversation about why. Uh, and, and again, and, and to kind of watch how this goes over the next four months. Absolutely, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, Derek. I'll finish here with this. And again, for the, any new new listeners, we always finish the end of our show discussing some type of sports football, baseball, basketball, all that kind of stuff. That's what we do during the school year. So the June and July, we uh, struggle a little bit to find and to have some different part, uh, different uh, sports stuff. So we decided to spend this the last few minutes uh, of this show to talk about uh, parks. I will say this, Derek, I'll finish right here. Educate yourself. There's tons of information that's going to be on the county, the, the city website. Your alderman they, we know their phone numbers. You know their phone numbers. It's public record. Give them a call. When they come knock on your door, you see them at church, you see them in Sunday school, you see them at the grocery store. Hey, have a conversation. It is America. Walk right up. Talk to those people that are representing you. Don't just pay attention to maybe the squeaky wheels who feel determined to just be negative who feel determined for something to not on my watch type situation. And that's just what they're going to do. And if you notice, they typically take that turn on most things. So oh, yeah. just pay attention to that. And there, there's plenty of cities of all shapes and sizes that have done this in Mississippi for Hernando to, we're not the first to try right. this, yeah, sure. to model it after, to get it correct. Like, I mean, that's, so it, all the other cities, so they had a perfect board. Every other city that has this in place had a perfect board. But no, I mean, they, right. they made mistakes. They probably did. But that's the, you know, you have to have, I'm not saying completely give yourself over wholeheartedly to government, but I am saying that you, we've elected these people. You trust them to pave your streets. You trust them to make sure your water's, you know, done correctly. You trust them to make sure your sewer's done correctly. So they are doing things that directly affect you every day. Why not trust them doing a park? And if you don't, what's the reason? Talk to them about it. And if you don't, 
run for office. Yes. If you don't agree with some of these things, get your campaign ready. You do your thing. You put yourself on that seat. You put yourself in that seat to change the city. A lot of people talk and talk and talk. I've said numerous times I have no desire to be an alderman, but I'll support when it's time to support, and I'll you know criticize when, when something goofy goes wrong. This is something that you and I are adamant about. We need to start investing in our parks. We need to start investing in this. We need to stop coveting other cities that have addressed this in the last 10, 15, 20 years, and we all go play in their baseball fields yeah. or play on their soccer, soccer complexes. How much money have we exactly. given to Olive Branch, South Haven, no and Carville, citizens of Hernando, that have gone to either practice or play in those cities? Absolutely. That's all we're saying. Couldn't agree more. We're going to end on that note. You will definitely hear more about that uh, in the months to come. We really appreciate all the support and all the people paying attention and listening to the UTW podcast. If you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to our show. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, share it. Share it with friends and family. Simply wherever you listen to our show, simply uh, Click the link where it's going to be share a file. You can send it to friends, family, cousins, coworkers, uh, maybe somebody that disagrees with us when it comes to the penny for the park stuff. Send it to them and uh, help us continue to grow right here under the water tower. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch, covers the eastern side of DeSoto County, also deep dives into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. So please reach out and find OB Pod. It's the end of our Friday show, which always ends the same way. I want to encourage you to visit a local church this weekend. Derek and I took a week off and uh, you know been really busy with vacations, different things. Can't wait to get back to Hernando United Methodist Church this coming weekend. Really, really appreciate and can't wait to get back there. But we want to encourage you, find a local church, find a local Sunday school class, get connected. Sunday school classes, people in church. Those are the people that are ready and willing to serve and get to know you. And, uh, you know, it's it's a special, special relationship um, for sure. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. We are-